From the studios of Teeing It Up in the Swamps of Jersey, this is Teeing It Up with Jeremy Schilling for New Year's Eve, December 31st, 2019, the betting and gambling preview for golf in 2020. And for that, we welcome in our uh, senior golf analyst and chief betting golf betting analyst on Teeing It Up, the host of the Course of Life podcast, Mr. Alex Lazan. Hello and happy uh, New Year's Eve. Indeed, yeah, we're we're podcasting from the past here, bringing 2019 and 2020, and uh, yeah, it's, it's that time of the calendar. I know you had uh, been you know talking to me the last several weeks about when I was going to start you know posting golf picks again, and Hawaii is officially the unofficial start uh, of my season, so uh, it's good to be back. Yes, I was looking for some fall stuff, and then you kind of went away from that, so. No, got got to stick with college football when it's hot. But uh, now that we're down to two teams, there it's uh, time to take a look at the Hawaii swing. And uh, excited to get the the official, the real, real PGA Tour season going as we start the new year. Two thirty-second questions. The first of which is your thoughts on the Patriots as they enter the playoffs for the first time in ten years with no bye week. I, it's shocking. I, I don't know what this wild card weekend thing is that you people speak of. <laughs> I guess we're, I guess we're going to have to deal with it. Uh, it's going to be quite a revenge tour if they're able to get back to a Super Bowl. That's, that's all I'll tell you, because it's going to be real tough to win now three playoff games to get through the AFC, especially with the way Baltimore Kansas City looks. So obviously can't completely count them out, but it's going to make the task a whole lot harder on them. Yes, absolutely. All right, so now we move on to golf. And the first thing that I want to touch on, um, Alex, is Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed ended 2019 with a whole lot of, of um, controversy whole lot of people against him, and now he has no cover. He has to face the media and face the fans, and maybe not this week because Kapalu is such a hard course to walk and, and such a hard place to to um, take in an event as a fan, but um, he's going to have to face the music. So you have the odds in front of you. I don't. That's on purpose for this podcast. What are we looking at odds-wise for Patrick Reed this week and then from a just regular golf fan perspective, what's your thoughts on Patrick in 2020? Well, last time I checked earlier this week, when I, when I put my two players in, he was in the 30 to 40 to 1 range. Uh, so it's not like a ton of, ton of history at this venue, but uh, there's at least a handful of guys ahead of him in the, what I believe, 30 to 35-man field, depending on how many winners there were. But, uh, yeah, it, you know, it's interesting how, how much kind of, like, destruction he, he went out in at the end of 2019 and his image is it was already very questionable at best and now it's a couple notches below that so he's going to be an interesting player to watch not only inside the rope but outside and how he kind of manages this PR storm the next few months because he's going to get those questions over and over again about his questionable play and the cheating scandal in the Bahamas everything that went down in the President's Cup and him fueling the fire so he definitely invited a lot of it. As far as this week, I don't really have him on my list as a guy that's going to bust out and have a crazy birdie-filled week, but it's going to be interesting to watch how he kind of handles that, that newfound chaos this year. The other two guys, before we get into specifics, the other, sorry, your specifics, the only two guys that I have a question about entering this week are Cantley and Xander Shoffley. We saw how huge Patrick Cantley and Xander were as a team, and then as how they were individually, excuse me, down in Australia, um, what are their odds, and do you think any of that relates to their play at the President's Cup? 
I don't know if it relates a ton. It's a different format. You know, that's kind of a one-off event in terms of picking that versus a, a wide-open venue like Kapalua. So I'm not sure if there's a ton of correlation there. But in terms of Xander, this guy started off my 2019 very well by winning here. I, I had him at 21-1 to 1 odds last year. I remember it like it was yesterday. And it was an impressive performance by him on Sunday to get the W. And uh, this year he's going off at seven to one. So that, that tells you where the odds makers are. They're still very confident in him to play around the course that he likes and knows well. Uh, so he's right at the top of the list with, with, of the favorites, along with you know JT Rom and them. And Cantlay is again in that half step down towards where Patrick Reed is in terms of odds to win this week. But Xander at seven to one. I'm going back to the well, Jeremy. I have to. He's, he's definitely one of my picks this week. Um, and one thing that I think. Is is indicative of of you know something you were saying before is consistency, momentum, motivation. Cantley and Shoffley have that. When you shoot an eleven under sixty two and just an insane final round like Xander did, um, they all are there and they all want to get back. So this is a motivated group, and especially for that group with a with a, a new sense of confidence, it's, it's definitely going to be a boost. As they enter 2020. All right. You said you had some uh, Kapalua picks and then some creative prop bets for us. So let's start with the Kapalua picks. Yeah. So I mentioned that I had Xander at the top at 7-1. to one. The, the other uh, handful of guys that I'm going to be looking at, I'm going to be looking at Gary Woodland, who finished second year last year. He's been ball striking very well over the last 12 to 18 months. We saw that, especially at Pebble Beach. He's at 12-1. to one. And then if we're going way down the list on, on guys that had played, you know, decently in the fall, but are, are getting kind of no love from an oddsmaker standpoint. Uh, Kevin Kisner at 65-1, to 1, you know, doesn't necessarily have, uh, you know, the, the, the win super recently, but had a good fall and has been in decent form. A lot of people were wondering if he maybe got slightly overlooked for the President's Cup earlier in the week in Australia, but that turned, that turned out to work itself out. So I like Kisner at 65-1, to 1, and obviously, Jeremy, got to shout out my friend of the program who came on a week after he won the Rocket Mortgage, Nate Lashley, going off at about 100-1 to 1 this week in Hawaii. So it'll be his first trip there for sure, and I think he'll be a little starstruck at the cliff, but... Uh, definitely going to put a dollar on him, and that's a, that's a good sampling of guys that I like this week across the board. Alex's on Course of Life podcast. The thing about Kiz is he's paired with Patrick Reed this week, and we know. And Ooh, if, if you're <laughs> and if you're listening to this, you know golf. You're a diehard if you're betting on golf. Um, you then know the story of Kevin Kisner and Patrick Reed, and Kevin did, and Kevin did not mince words. And now they're going to have to shake hands and face each other and face Kessler on the first tee. That is going to be wild, and uh, would not be surprised if they used the wide Kapalua Plantation Course fairways to their advantage and stay far away from each other. Definitely, yeah. I'll be curious to see if we get anything on a hot mic from Kisner uh, at first tee introduction. So I'll, I'll definitely be looking for that uh, in the evenings coming up later this week. Yes, hot mics uh, could could definitely play a part this week. Um, one one thing that I'm curious about as we look here on on, on Tiger's 44th birthday, the one thing he hasn't done is he hasn't played in the Olympics. He has never won a gold medal and. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering, as you search around for your interesting bets, for your interesting 2020 prop bets and interesting stuff, period, has the Olympics come up? Has that come up in any of the sites and places you look at? Because No, I wish it, I wish it did, Jeremy. I think 
we'll see a lot more once we start verifying who, who the representatives will be from each country. They're going to probably hold out on that because it's going to be a lot more field-based, and we're going to see who gets in, you know, from England and from Australia and, and what sort of experience they have. That'll, that'll shift odds slightly. But the thing that we're looking at right now at the top, the top of the year is you're looking at, you know, over-under win totals and who's winning what major. And if you want to get some early money in on a guy that you like to win a particular uh, major championship, uh, later this season, so yeah, you know, there's there's a couple, you know, with Tiger and Phil that we can get into, but those are the those are the focuses right now. Is you're getting that early, you know, dollar to win on guys that have lower odds to win a major championship, and, and you're picking your venues and then looking at you know where the four major championships are being played uh, for now before before we get any of that that Olympic uh, odds on slot. Bet online, betonline.ag, uh, and Jimmy Shapiro, who sends out a lot of their stuff. The only Olympics thing they have is an American to win is eight to one, the uh, uh, gold medal. So that's where we stand right now. Um, and Tiger's odds, yes, is nine to one. No, is one to two. So like that yeah the, the one i wanted to discuss with you jeremy and get your kind of 30 seconds on because yeah i've, I've seen an over under total for for wins in 2020 for for tiger woods all right said it, said it three and a half oh that's under or under under not even close think about how many guys have had over uh, four wins or more in a year recently it's jt spieth rory DJ maybe um, it's a very short list so it really just that number just goes to show you how much steam there is behind the public you know loving everything that Tiger did in 2019 as we look towards the next year that's, that's really what that shows me that, that numbers are being thrown around that high for how many terms he can win I, I agree I think that does lean under and there's some, pre- some pretty good value to bet over three and a half I think it's like a ten dollar bet when 15 or 20 bucks so it's a little bit better than average in terms of value, but yeah, definitely a high and impressive number for, for Tiger's outlook this season. Also, I think a lot of people are seeing the three and 14, three wins in his last 14 starts as a sign that that could be the over. Um, yeah, if, if he gets, you know, 18, 20 in this year, which we think is few and far in between, but hey, it could be done. Yes. All right. Next up. Next up, I'm looking at the, the majors, like I mentioned. So, major lineup, took a look. Obviously, we have the Masters of Augusta. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of steam towards Tiger. Brooks Kepka is currently the betting favorite. But just to kind of preview each of the four for you, Jeremy, PGA Championship at Harding Park, uh, a venue that doesn't have a ton of major championship experience, if any at all. Uh, U.S. Open at Wingfoot, which immediately reminds me of Phil Mickelson. I, I have to mention that he is going off at 70-1 to 1 odds right now to win the U.S. Open at Wingfoot and, and avenge that horrible finish in the 72nd hole. Make that 270-1. to one. He's got no that's shot. Your, that's your lineup this year for the majors. And, sorry, uh, uh, first of all, apologies. I talked totally over your Open Championship preview. And, secondly, those odds should for Phil should be like 370-1, to one, not 170-1. to one. <laughs> You're not in favor of a dollar there? <laughs> no. Um, anyway, go ahead on, uh, on uh, what you said for the Open. 
No, yeah, I was just, uh, I'm playing around with this idea that Phil Mickelson could have some quick renaissance in 2020, and I don't think it'll be season long. I think it'll be very temporary, and in, in like 45 to 60 days, he could pick up a couple wins, and if he times it right, maybe there is one more major in his outlook. Again, I don't see it season long. I see it in in one burst of glory. So, you know, you looked at Wingfoot, and that's a really funny thought, having him contend there again. And then you look at Royal St. George's, which, funny enough, he actually finished in second there. That was the Darren Clark uh, Open Championship win, where he played impressively for most of the week. So uh, it's a crazy thought, but if you're a Phil guy and, and, you, and you love the way Tiger's comeback was in 2019, and you're hoping the same thing for Phil, it's worth maybe getting a couple dollars in, in those spots or maybe get having a, a chance to contend and win one of those two majors, either the U.S. or British Open. Was Royal St. George's the one where, where Adam Scott missed the putt, or is that a different... Open. Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head, but it was tied for second. Uh, but I still had one other player behind Darren Clark, um, I believe. Uh, so it, it, it's one of those things where you know you just take a look back to past history and, and horses for courses and what guys are familiar with. I, I, I don't really love that lineup of four majors when it turns when you talk about Tiger Woods. I, he doesn't really have much history at Royal St. George's or nope. Harding Park. And Wingfoot, I don't remember him uh, very close in contention late on Sunday. He may have had a good finish, but Tiger did a bunch of those in the early 2000s. But it's been a while for him on all three of those courses. So I'm, I'm curious to see if there's any other spots for him outside of Augusta where he could be a good bet. Um, Adam Scott was the Ernie Adam Scott Open Championship. This was Darren Clark by three over Phil and DJ, four over Eight. Tomas Bjorn, and five over Chad Campbell, Anthony Kim, and Ricky Fowler. Oh, yeah. Go, good history there. It's something to watch out for. Again, I'm, I'm, I'm betting on this very temporary renaissance. Yes. I'm quoting a season-long performance from Phil, but I think we might get one more, one or two more bursts of glory before he gets towards uh, the age of 50. Here's my thing about Kepka. We have not seen him. I mean, he's posted some Instagram videos and stuff, but he's been AWOL. We haven't seen him working out. We haven't seen him hitting balls. He's been totally AWOL during this knee recovery. And I don't know what we're going to get. And I would be wary. I mean, those odds you said were 7-1? to one? Yeah, at Augusta. And yeah, for Augusta. That makes no segue. sense to me. It's a perfect segue. That, that was my final prop I wanted to bring up with you, is that Kepka just to win a major in 2020 is, like, worth than even money. Meaning you you got to bet, you know, 15 20 bucks to win $10. That, that's how confident the odds makers are that he's going to lift one of those four major championships this season. So they are not kind of swayed away by the lack of on-course sight you've seen from Kepka in the last couple of months, and then the the you know mediocre injury concerns don't seem to be ruining his odds to win a major season. Remember the co- the conversation we had about Joaquin Neiman, and that and that and here's over a, and over again at 150 to one odds to win, and that, that never came through, and then all of a sudden the burst happened. Yes. But even besides that, here's somebody, 19 years old. Is he 20 now? He's got to be near 20 if he's not already. Um, But here's somebody who has one of the oddest swings you'll ever see. And I'm like, he is now 21. He turned 21 on on, uh, November 7th. Um, Here's somebody who clearly could have some back problems later in life. And is taking advantage of his youth and his flexibility right now. 
Kepka has one of those really tight swings with a lot of rotation, a lot of downswing speed. And that puts a lot of pressure on the back and the glutes and the obliques and all that stuff all the way down your knees. And I just don't know if we can rely on Kepka at those odds until we see him. So if I was a betting man, I would wait for anything involving Brooks Kepka. I think Tiger is a more sure betting option right now than, than uh, BK is. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And that's, it's funny how this with this new generation, and we brought this up with Cameron Champ too, and this will be an ongoing subject, that the idea of this new, these new breed of super athletic golfers getting into the game, but also doing negative, having negative impacts on their back and their shoulders, the part of their swing that they need the most to hold up for consistency, ends up being the death of them, as athletic as they may appear from a posture standpoint. So... Yeah, it's an interesting storyline. I, I hope Neiman doesn't fall victim to that in the coming years. Absolutely. Two quick ones uh, from me. Wolf, Morikawa, and Hovland, where do you fall in terms of the best bet? Oh, man. Well, obviously, Wolf snagged one there, and then Morikawa at the Reno. I, I, I got to feel like I'm on the Victor Hovland bandwagon. Me too. He, he has shown so much form on Sunday, specifically, too, with his final round scoring, and I feel like he's going to run into a win where he where he has one of those final round 54s and he'll just post something out of the blue and no one will get to him. That that feels like the style of he'll win a tournament uh, that maybe this spring or even on the West Coast swing of the PJ Tour. So I'm in on Hoplin to win the next 60 and 90 games. Him, him to win the money list is 125 to 1 right now and... <laughs> um, that is the only Victor Hovland bet that I see, although I would have him on a list to win a major because I think he can contend there. They have uh, the first player never to win a major uh, on this list is uh, Ricky Fowler, 9-2 to two to win a major. Yeah, there we are. You know, now married Ricky Fowler. Yes, now married and is heading a different there. place. It's no- happening fast for him, and we're, we're, we're at that point where... We are kind of doing the the wondering and the elephant in the room, and he's recognized it. You know, he definitely had a very good perspective on it all, and I don't think he's the kind of guy where it's going to completely define his entire legacy. There's a a lot of great things he's done off the golf course, and he seems very content with his life, which he absolutely should be. So I don't think it's necessarily eating him alive, but that's a question we're going to be pondering a lot more this year. Final one. Right now, to win a major in 2020, Jordan Spieth is 4-1. to I don't get it. I want to see format of him the same way that that Brooks to win a major on this list is two to one. I need to see something out of Jordan Spieth, and I've yet to see it. Yeah, I know it's interesting because I guess the odds aren't that phenomenal, and the first place I would think he maybe stands a chance is just the familiarity of going back to Augusta where he's had success before. So, and he's also expressed yeah, the fact the that one seems too high to me for that. And also the fact that he's expressed that that venue get, gets his mind going creative in terms of just stock eight irons. Yeah. And you and I both know that when you're creative around Augusta, i.e. Woods, Tiger, um, you tend to have successes there. Is there any last golf betting things you, things you want to throw out there before we shut this baby down? No, just call, just call into the Phil Renaissance. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it's going to be quick. So hopefully everyone hops on board. I'm at Course of Life 1 on Twitter if you ever want to interact or talk about my picks each week. And uh, look forward to, uh, to joining you in the coming months as we get the, uh, the golf betting season going for real now. If Phil wins once this year, that's three in three years. And people easily forget that. I like that. 
Yeah, so that that's a thought. He is Alex Ozan of the Course of Life podcast. Thank you for coming on Teeing Up with Jeremy Schilling. Indeed, yeah.